guys, welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. And we are here with our midweek episode for you. And Jake did not tell me anything about this one. It's a surprise. It's a surprise. So uh, let's uh, let's get right into it. It'll, huh? it'll be illuminating, Chris. Oh, oh, is that a, is that a tip? Uh, it might be a little foreshadowing All right, right how there. Many, how, many, how many candle powers of illuminating is it going to be? Well, uh, 12% less than standard. Okay, that sounds good. I'm into it. Okay. All right. Before we do that, let's uh, just have a little shout out for, I know people are probably either sick of hearing about this or hearing about it for the first time, which is why I'm saying it. We have our month long contest going on where you go into iTunes, you leave us a review and you're automatically entered to win a Momo Prototipo brand new steering wheel with hub for your vehicle. It's really cool. Go on to iTunes, leave us a review. Yeah, this is pretty cool. It's been actually Momo took notice. So I'm working on something with them and maybe we'll, you know, I can't say any more do, than that. Do more. We'll do just more. Say maybe we'll do more. Sounds yeah. good. Okay. So we'll, we'll get into the story here. And we had gotten away from calling these quick shifts a little bit since they're basically a feature episode, yep. right? We yep. don't want to sell it short. This one might be a bit shorter, so we'll, we'll call it a short shift. Sounds good. So um, How about power shift? Power shift in. Yeah, I like that better. No clutch. Just, just jam it in yeah. there. All right. Let's do it. <clears throat> Excuse me, monsieur. The French Minister of oh Public God. Works, in view of the decree dated 9th of January 1936, on the proposal of the State Councilor Director, General gonna, of Highway. If you're going to do voices, you can't have your voice crack. Okay. <laughs> Be it enacted that all road illumination lamps mounted on a vehicle registered after the 1st of April 1937 shall produce selective yellow light and shall comply with an approved photometric standard. This provision what shall be applied to all motor vehicles as from 1st January 1939. So what do you mean approved yellow? So some have maybe seen on social media that it looks like I peed in Chris's 911 headlights. Yes. So you, you've since changed them back to clear lenses. No, I haven't. You haven't? No, they're still yellow. Okay, so yeah, still pee filled. Um, <laughs> regardless, I thought it might be kind of interesting to look at the history of where these yellow headlight look came from. Yeah, I'm interested in here. So, as mentioned was, in, who, in that a very official sounding quote, who was that? Was that that was the, Gaulle or something? That was the French Minister of Public Works. Okay, circa 1936. So, these yellow headlights were actually mandated in France starting in the 30s. Many people know that, so I'm going to delve into it. Okay. Uh, so they're sometimes referred to as French lights, but or that's not to be confused with Frenching a headlight or Frenched headlights, okay. which is the act of recessing a component such as a headlight, a taillight. Yeah, it's you more like, French, a, it's uh, like a, body, a body work type of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's uh, like hot rodding or kind of the... Um, Instead uh, of having just like the, the actual physical... Unit of the of the taillight assembly just bolted on. It's actually part of the bodywork of the car right. entirely. It's a coach working term. And do you know where that comes from? Why it's called Frenched? It's actually it originates from French cuffs on a shirt. Okay. On a shirt sleeve, which has like a ridge at the end. Okay. Because Frenched, in in my understanding, what's is a French inset. cuff on the on the shirt look like? Is that where it comes out where you do your cufflinks? Exactly. You put, okay. Yep. You put them together like that. Gotcha. So it's more like a stupid style thing. Okay. But French headlights, as we're referring to now, are these yellow ones. And so back to this French law, they call it a selective yellow lighting. I have to say, doing that, doing your cuffs on your sh shirt like that are almost as dumb as doing it even on your car, too. I, uh, I don't like anything French. It never looks... I've never been like, yeah, that's way better. 
<laughs> Never. It's like people ran out of things to do. Like they were doing body work and they did some, maybe they did some flares on something. Right. Maybe they did some cool ghosting on the paint. And they're like, I still have like another $10,000 to spend. <laughs> Why don't we do something with the taillights to make it uglier? It was like a thing from back in the 50s, yes, right? It's, well, I think it was like a, it really was a Boyd Connington thing, wasn't it? it yeah. It's, it's more of the street rod, not hot rod. It's more of the cruiser custom yeah, lead sleds, you know. It's not good. The 40s Mercury's. Maybe in some of the Mercury stuff, like it, it looks okay. But when you, there's guys that have done it to some of the Porsche stuff, it doesn't look good. They've done it to Porsches? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Well, yeah. That's okay. Yep. Well, that's stupid. That Frenching is stupid. French headlights, aka the yellow headlights, not quite as stupid, right? Okay, let's hear it. So uh, as the law stated, it's selective yellow lighting. So what does that mean? Well, here's some, some science. We're going to science the heck out of this. Uh, light appears more or less white when it contains a mix of all colors of the spectrum. Ro red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet, right? Roy yep. Roy G. Biv, isn't that it? Roy G. Biv. So by removing or filtering... I haven't heard Roy G. Biv in a long since time. Since, like, elementary school. Yeah. <laughs> it's the things we remember, boy, is that important. Yeah, Roy G. Biv. Need yeah. to know that one. Don't remember anything else, but... Nope. Uh, so anyways, by removing or filtering out the blue hues of the spectrum, so blue, indigo, and violet, out of white light, we actually get what's called selective yellow light. So it's not just a yellow light. It's basically white light with everything but the yellows or warmer tones remaining. Okay. Okay. So alternative theories claim that this was actually a tactical decision for the French to do. Like a um, military tactical decision? of the military to facilitate identifying the nationality of a vehicle at night, which was obviously useful during wartime. Well, that could be... Pre imagine being a spy being like, I know what I'll do. I'll, I'll get put yellow, yellow headlights. headlights. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never know. <laughs> yeah, kind of easy to, to foible. Others say it was because the French road pavement was really shitty and had a, quote, peculiar reflective property. Okay. So for some reason, the roads were just more reflective. But the idea of selective yellow in French legislation was based on advice based on experiments done by the French Academy of Sciences, concluding that selective yellow light is less glaring than white. I, I would maybe agree with that. Well, it's, it's warmer. It's actually controversial. Okay, so the peculiarly persistent myth is that yellow light penetrates fog better because blue light scatters more. Is the technical term due to an effect called the Rayleigh scattering? Who's and scattering? Ra Rayleigh. Is that a guy? It's a guy. Uh, this is what makes the sky appear blue. Is the Rayleigh sky or Rayleigh scattering uh, effect? So okay. this explains that shorter wavelength lights, such as blue, indigo, and violet, because the actual wavelength of it is shorter, scatters more. And this is only evident though in droplets and particles that are equal or smaller than the actual wavelength of light itself. So what that means is that's much smaller than the particles and droplets that make up ground-level rain, fog, or snow. So there is no Rayleigh scattering happening to the light from a vehicle's front lamps. Because it the only fog, happens the, in the atmosphere. The particles are too big. Too big, basically. Yeah. So there is something though to the argument that yellow light helps. Well, now, I, now that I know that, I'll never be able to say, yeah, it's better in the fog. Well, hold on. It, that's true. That part is false, that it's not better in the fog. I but thought it was better in the rain, too. Like, nope. it reflected better off. You could see the white lines on the road. Here's why it's better. 
Okay. There is something. Please tell me how my to, yellow headlights are better. <laughs> there's something to the argument that yellow light helps visibility. It's not because it penetrates fog better, like we mentioned, or reflects less, but it actually has to do with the way the human eye processes different colors of light. Okay. So blue hues are difficult for the human optical system to process correctly. They are the shortest visible wavelength and tend to focus actually in front of your retina rather than upon it. So that's why blue is harder to see. So as an example, have you ever looked at like a neon blue sign at night and noticed that it actually it actually appears fuzzy, though? You can't focus on blue light as well. Right. And that's why the blue wavelengths aren't focusing on your retina. So why are all our headlights white and like like the color temperatures are very high? I'll get there. Okay. Uh, Remind me at the end if I don't answer it. So it seems culling the blue out of this spectrum, as we talked about, uh, it lightens the optical workload and reduces glare. Just helps you you resolve it better in in your mind. Well, not only that, it's it's basically less fatiguing to look at warmer light. This is also obvious when you think of like harsh fluorescent lights, right? That's probably why like subconsciously as a photographer, I see warm light as is more inviting and, and, and romantic and uh, emotional and, right. and cold light is generally seen, especially think, with film and theater, is is considered you know harsh and and uh, I don't want to say cold because that's too obvious of a word, but it's like emotionless, cold, um, right, hateful. Yeah, that's why I mean you add like color, temperature, saturation, everything yeah. else to it, and I think I'm wondering if part of it is subconscious too. Going back to the days of like fire, fire is very a warm color temperature. It might and everything be else, but if if it's actually physically easier for us to resolve and process the warmer Which it light, is. yeah, it probably that makes sense as that's well. That probably has a lot to do with it, right? So as a side note, though, this is why BMW, especially, and many other auto manufacturers, use like a reddish or orange color for your instrument clusters. Sure, because you can see it better. I always at like night. that better on the BMW is they had that nice red light. It's, and yeah. that's like if you're going to break into someone's house, you wear a headlamp with a red light on it too. Okay. That's a weird example. I was going to go Because it doesn't like, ruin your night vision. Right. I was going to go with like military choppers when they're all going to like do a night mission in yep. the movies. They all have the red light yep. because you're right. It doesn't ruin your uh, night vision. So military or burgling. Either one is really good. Sure. For, for, I guess. I just wanted to say burgle. Burgle. <laughs> <laughs> How about a B and E? Breaking burgle. and entering. I look burgled. That's okay. a great word. So your question, though, I think, I don't know, maybe you didn't answer this. You you asked this because it's convenient. What about light loss due to filtration? Sure. Okay. So because you're filtering the light, you're basically losing some of the brightness. Right. Filtration loss, as it's called, is sometimes pointed to as a reason to prefer white lights or basically that yellow lights aren't as good. However, as mentioned, the human visual system's difficulty in processing this bluer hues of light means that the missing light isn't very useful to us to begin with. And the blue indigo violet being filtered out is only a very small part of your light bulb's total output. And as, and as always, more power always helps. So just throw more wattage of it to, right. to make up for that. But as I teased before, you're only actually losing 12% of the overall brightness of a bulb by filtering everything but the yellow light out. Well, that's a significant 10%, 12%. That's not nothing. No, but it's less than I would have thought. Right. So how do we achieve this, right? There were a few different methods back in the 30s to get this yellow light filtration. A lamp lens made of selective yellow glass, which is what you have, right? The yellow lenses. There's also a selective yellow glass balloon, they called it, over the color's bulb. So you can have a clear glass lens. You have your regular colored bulb, but then there's another glass component inside the whole housing. 
Uh, otherwise, they did have bulbs themselves that were made from yellow glass. Or I thought this was interesting, too. You know how you have your reflector in yep. the light housing? Some of these were actually plated um, to be yellow. So then you'd have like regular. Like plated or something. Yes, you'd have regular, you know, clear glass, a regular light bulb. But because of the uh, reflector being yellow, it would basically shine more yellow light. I had, when I wanted yellow headlights, I tried yellow bulbs first. Did you? Yeah, and I had hella yellow bulbs, and I could never get ones. And I went through probably six, uh-huh. and they were never the same yellow. And it was it made me angry because I'd be driving around. One would be really yellow, and the other one would be would be yes yellow. And they were only like eight dollars, sure. so I kept buying them, trying to like mix and match <laughs> ones to try and find, and it never worked out. So then when I that's why when I saw the yellow lenses pop up, I just bought them right away because I yeah. want I like the yellow light. I just I like it. Right, it's cool. It's different. And as Appar- you can tell, apparently better effective. Right. So do you know if these were like, are these old stock, new, new old stock? They are new glass? old stock Bosch. I'm really happy about that because the traditional yellow glass, such as those contained cadmium, which is a toxic metal that began to come <laughs> under strict control for my environmental reasons in the, I think they said the seventies. So these would be after that then. Okay. I mean, that's they're true. like You're late seventies, right. early eighties right. seventies. So the industry shifted towards yellow coatings applied to the inside surface of the lamp lens or reflector. So yeah. those are probably coated on the inside. They're, they're totally yellow all the way through. Well, hopefully it's the toxic cadmium. I'll, plating. Lick, I'll lick them when I'll I get home and, and let see you what know. happens. So we don't see these too much anymore. What, what actually happened? The French were very stubborn and held on to this until 1993. This was a law that every single car in in France had to have these yellow lights. Um, they didn't abandon it until 93 when forced by the EU, the European Union. They had conformity standards. So basically they wanted to make all road Plus regulations. They're French, so they're not like they're going to go to war anytime soon. So they didn't really need to have the yellow True. headlights that, that to whole. differentiate their citizens as they're fleeing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, but anyways, because of the EU regulations, they wanted to make basically all of the what we'd call DOT or everything else more standardized across countries. They got rid of the yellow lights, and today it's now illegal to drive in France with yellow headlights unless your car was first registered before 93. So it's, it's fully illegal now. Like you Fully can't. illegal unless your grandfathered in if the car was registered before 93. Yeah, okay. So, in fact, yellow light requirements are no longer on the law books in any country except Monaco, where it's not apparently enforced at all. So is it legal for me to drive with my yellow headlights here? I'm glad you asked that. So uh, the U.S. Department of Transportation does not prohibit you from having yellow lights on your car. They do stipulate, however, that no new car sold in the country can be equipped with them from the factory. So you can do whatever you want. There's no problem with putting your yellow lights on. Because you can get like the Laminex film. Exactly. I wondered that too. Because I did that on my Volkswagen too. Because... It looks cool. And why Why else do we like that? Where do you see yellow headlights nowadays? Um, you notice them on race cars. Sure. So this started... Why do in, they, yeah, why do they do that? Well, let me tell you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> this started in endurance racing, where there are typically several classes racing at the same time. Think GT cars versus prototype cars. And historically, the cars will have different colored headlights depending on their class. So at night, you can estimate how quickly the car approaching behind you is so let's say you're driving the 24 hours le mans in your 911 gt car yep right and you see white lights of a car 200 meters behind you 
you can be fairly certain that car is unlikely to be overtaking you anytime soon and you can drive accordingly. On the other hand, if you see yellow lights of a top tier prototype car in your mirror, you better, move over. You better stick to your line <laughs> or move over because he's about to barrel past you. Sure. So that's where it came from in racing. And they, of course, now they have different ways of designating, you know, the different classes, you know, your GT cars versus your, your, I want to say LMP cars, but, right. but the prototypes. The headlights look so significantly different now that I imagine that you'd be able to tell a prototype car coming up behind I'm, you. I'm sure you could. Yeah. But that is, I'm trying to think of it now. I think it is mostly GT cars. I see the yellow film Yeah, like on. the Corvettes and the, exactly. and the RSRs and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. So that might still be the case. I don't know. But that is originally where it came from on race cars. And just do because of these these 24-hour endurance races at night, they want it less fatiguing as well. So I think that's why they adopted it sure. as well. So that, like I said, it's a, it's a shorter version here of a history story. But that is... I, I really appreciate it. That's, that's, that's where good. the yellow lights came from. I like it. Let's... Uh, since we do have a little bit of extra time, do you want to get into that message that we got on Instagram? Sure, I don't have it. It is in the show notes from the episode we it. did. And uh, this was a message we got, and he, the guy is a little bit confused on what it is that he wants to <laughs> buy. This uh, this is a good problem to have, Chris. I'll tell you that much. So I'm, See, this guy's having the same trouble I'm having. Yeah, he's on a different level of trouble. Okay, what do we got? It's Mike, right? Yeah, so Mike says, love the show, but I'm biased because I'm a big Porsche guy. So I have a debate for you guys. And we're good at debating. <laughs> I currently own, or I should say, he currently owns a 964C2. Okay. And so that's uh That's a Carrera two-wheel drive. 80s to... Early 90s. Yep. Like 89 to 92 or something. 911 two-wheel drive. So he's looking to buy another Porsche. He's an air-cooled guy. He also has a 61 Volkswagen split-window bus. That's really cool. And the two cars he's kind of going back and forth with now are a 70s 911T, such as the one both Chris and I have, or completely different, a 9971 GT3, which or, is, uh, oh yeah, so he said this car will just be for spirited driving with friends, cars, and coffee things, no track events, just being honest, we'll never take it on the GT3 to the track, or should I get a 930 turbo since I already have a NA car? NA being the 964, the, the yeah. late 80s. Well, NA being naturally aspirated, he's referring to his 964. Right. Um, and a 930 is kind of the first so this turbo. Is, this is literally covers the entire spectrum of 911s that you can buy. Right. He's basically, basically handpicked the best ones throughout the, the range. Like, yeah. I would like to own all of those. Right. For sure. So he's got, what was it? It was a, it was a, a 70s 70. 911T like we have. Okay. And then he's got a 930. And what's the other one? 930 and then a 997 GT3. That is such a broad spectrum of cars so you've got a and you've got a kind of a spry early car sure. it's gonna be low on power L yeah if you're going to do spearing driving with your buddies that may not be the best bet because keeping up will be a problem unless you do a 3.2 unless you swap like it you. or yeah right. or do something like that even so you're gonna be running with guys with bigger tires bigger brakes i don't know sure. who your buddies are um a 930 is like basically highway monster right autobahn four speed turbo and pedal to the it's, floor. It's the Widowmaker, right? It you, is. You need to kind of pay attention to you that car. Pay a little more attention. And uh, unless you have 205 tires like me, because then your early cars also pay attention. <laughs> um, and then the GT3 is basically a track car for the street. Right. So my answer is I don't know. I will say. I would say it's going to be 930 or the GT3. I wouldn't get an early car. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, 
I was going to say that a lot of guys would tell you that a GT3, if you're not going to track it, you probably don't need it. You shouldn't have that. It might be too harsh for you. But at the same time, I could see having a GT3 even if you never go on the track, right. personally. Right. I, I loved Lewis's 996 GT3 when I drove it. Yeah. That was, and that thing set up pretty uh, extreme. Did I, ever even, did I ever even talk about that? No. Oh, man. The, the car. So we, I went up there, and uh, I was doing a little bit of filming with Alex, and Lewis was like, you need to go take my car out. I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to drive your car right now. I don't want to, I don't want to drive Was this car. just a few weekends ago? Yeah. Okay, yep. yeah. No, so, I didn't know you did. So I hopped in his GT3. and uh, This I, is a 996, 996 GT3, GT3. Which is very similar to the 997, actually. Okay. So, Engine and everything else. Wise. Great car i mean it was the, the red lines like i think they're 380 horsepower yep his probably has a little bit more yeah he's got some fettling. he's got some stuff going on and he's got cup gearing in the car and uh the, the suspension is dialed 311 right. rs has a suspension dialed and i really like the car rubbing it out to 8200 rpms yeah and then shifting with those cup gears it was just like it was on all the time and he's got the it, cup muffler in there too yeah and headers yep it was it was a stupendous car i really really want one of those <laughs> yeah, I really, really do. Um, so my answer is to probably uh, save some money by 996 GT3 uh-huh. for like 60 or 70 grand. Right. And then have a bunch of money left over to play with it or put the money into something else. Because those cars are a, a steal right now. I really, really think you, they are. Yeah. You could almost. Here's the other thing. That 930 he's talking about is way more expensive than I think both the other two. Yeah. They're like 100 grand now. I Yeah. All day. Yeah. So day. it's, it's, you know, unless there, yeah, there's no turbos that are going to be less than 90 to hundred grand. Nope. So yeah, that would be, my answer is none of the above. Get a 996 GT3. <laughs> They're going to appreciate in value if you get a nice one. Um, the rising tide, you know, raises all ships, right? So there's sure. a lot of people looking for these other cars and they get priced out and now, and 996s are kind of like, people don't like them. Yeah. It's the ugly stepchild of the there's 911 the, line, but the, the market is flooded with them, but I think they only made. Like like three hundred of them or something of the GT3s. Yeah, I don't. It's like a really that might that number that might not be correct. Low. Look it up quick while I'm talking. But I, you know, just in terms of getting a car that's going to appreciate in value, um, it makes good power. It's fun to drive, and uh, that's that's what I would do. And a lot of people can't get over the headlights, but when you're in it, you can't see the headlights. Anyway, so. <laughs> I don't I don't mind the headlights on those. It's actually growing on me with my with my nine nine six that I have that we'll talk about in next week's next Monday's episode. You'll hear all about it. Other than all the things I don't like about the car, yeah. it kind of makes me want to own like a like a two wheel drive Carrera six speed, just stock, you know, and just throw some winter tires on it and just drive it in the winter. And the one I had was fun. I'll tell you that. Yeah, they're great cars. So don't discount that. Um, but for me, it would have to be something with a Metzger engine. It's got to have. It's going to have to be a turbo yeah. nine nine six, or it's going to have to be a GT three. I mean, that's 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 all I would really consider in this in his case if he's. If he's got, you know, almost six figures to throw around, that's probably what I would do. Yeah. Um, well, the first article, I was trying to look up production numbers on these, and it didn't. Uh, it's not. It's 700? Not, no. They, let's just say we, I don't know how many there are, but there's not many. I, right. don't, I don't think they brought many over. And Well, they only brought them over in 04 and 05. The 2003 ones, I think, I want to say, were the ones that were Europe only. Sure. Yeah, three hundred is probably way too low of a number, but it might it be seven, it might be around a thousand somewhere. Um, it's it looks like two thousand. Two thousand. Seeing okay, well, something like that. There's not many, and a lot of them. How many have been converted into track cars? Right. How many or of them wrecked. Are club racing wrecked? Whatever. And there's probably what thirty percent of them are gone. 
yeah, maybe twenty five percent. Gone is in not crash, but just gone is in off whatever. street. I was what I was thinking about doing is getting a uh, a club race car, like a track car or something like that. Okay. That was like forty or fifty grand that had a cage in it, no interior. You know, it had been kind of run on the track hard right. and kind of like bringing it back into something that I could drive on the street. Yeah. It would be really, really cool. So. I was thinking that too with air-cooled cars and then you talked me out of it. <laughs> Do you remember this conversation? Well, by all means, get your car fixed up. <laughs> Sell it and buy one. Okay. You certainly could do that. And uh, tying it all back together, whatever it is, yellow headlights. Yellow headlights. All right, take care, guys. We'll see you next week. Oh, 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 oh,